0: Welcome to JK Games. This is Jerica, just one of your hosts at the moment. I wanted to record this quick introduction to let you know that this episode's a little different, but super duper awesome. Uh, we were lucky enough to collaborate with another podcast show called Steel Loading, hosted by Josh. Um, awesome dude. Uh, we carried on a great conversation about one of our, our favorite games, The Last of Us Part 1. So don't worry if you haven't played Last of Us Part 2. No spoilers on that. But we do spoil the heck out of Last of Us Part 1. But yeah, we had such a good time with Josh, and he is an incredible host. He has uh, some pretty rad talent and loves to talk about games just like we do. So please check out his podcast and please subscribe. Um, And I guess you're about to get a taste of a still-loading episode on our show, which we're so excited to share with all of you. So yeah, let's uh,
1: dive in. On this episode of Still Loading, we try not to cry. Too much.
2: Sad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving all this in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of the Still Loading Podcast. I am your host, Josh Koval, and today on the show, two two first-time guests on the show, and they are here to talk about a game that is near and dear to all of us. It is a collaboration. It is a group effort. I don't know, but it's going to be a good episode nonetheless. So today on the podcast, I have Jerica and Kayla from the JK Games podcast to talk about the original Last of Us game. How are you doing today?
0: Fantastic. I'm excited. I'm
2: also, like you said, going to try not to cry because this game, wow, this game really hit me in the feels. <laughs> but I'm ready to talk about it because I love it.
1: So, for the people to reckon, uh, put name to voice, could you just say each of your names?
2: Yeah. So, my name is Kayla. I am one of the co hosts over on JK Games, and I'm excited to be here today.
0: And I'm Jerica, the other host that also will say things about video games occasionally with Kayla. <laughs> <laughs>
1: One thing I do like about your show, by the way, is one of my favorite things, besides your banter, I mentioned to you guys off mic that I really like how you got the chemistry you two have, but I love your intro tagline of, we bring you the gaming news that we care about. For some reason, that just makes me chuckle every single time. Anyway, that's that's a complete digression. I just felt like throwing that out there.
2: Well, we, we preface with that because like we try not to be like, you know, we're not necessarily covering everything in the news but we do cover like main big things that we care about so and some that we don't because sometimes it's not good
1: (laughs) well and I, i like that you that you do it that way because there's a million gaming podcasts that cover the news and so the way you guys kind of make it your own which i like is that it's specific to what you care about so it doesn't feel like you're just reciting news from other news sources you're reciting news from other news sources but then offering your your interpretation and your uh uh, i can't speak your analysis that's the word i was looking for your analysis of the news and that's why i like it so much
2: oh well thank you
1: so i have you both on because i know you're big naughty dog fans Mm -hmm. playstation fans and we are here to talk about the original last of us so my first question to both of you is when did you first play the original game when did you first get into it
0: I played it, this is Jerica, Um, I originally played it on the PlayStation 3, so I think it was out like maybe a year before it got updated or remastered to the PlayStation 4, I could be wrong, mm-hmm. so maybe around, was it 2013 when it came out? 2012 I can look
1: up the remaster date just so you have a, a frame <laughs> of reference.
0: <laughs> right. but Yeah, I'm I'm the worst with dates. I always have like uh, it, was t- it was around that time. It was around that time in 2013 I believe.
1: That's that's pretty cl- right on cuz the uh, Last of Us remastered release date was July 29th, 2014. So okay. you said like a little bit before then, so you were you're right on.
0: Yeah, cuz I remember that was like the between the Last of Us and, of course, Uncharted. Those were like the main games I played on my PlayStation 3. I don't mm-hmm. really remember too much because that was a sad generation. But, <laughs> man, <laughs> it was for me anyways. Um, right. But it left a great impression um, on me. And then also I got to play the remastered version on my new PlayStation 4. So uh, kicked it off with a bang. PlayStation did.
2: Well, I guess I'll go now. My name is Kayla, like I said before. <laughs> um, but uh, I actually have a pretty unique experience with The Last of Us. Me and Jerrika started this podcast like, I mean, over a year ago, probably coming up on a year and a half. Um, and I knew how much she loved Naughty Dog and loved The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I've I've game like been a gamer my whole life, but I kind of like fell off the wagon and didn't game a whole lot you know I had a lot of stuff going on and so when me and Jerica started I was in like the peak of my gaming career I was super excited and super ready to pl- try new games cuz I've always sorry that was my dog it's I've okay. always been super uh, a routine person I liked playing the same games I was big just like I loved first person shooters I thought that's all I wanted to play and so when Jerica I saw how passionate she was about it and I was like wait like I really love Jerica she loves this game like I want to play this game it sounds amazing and so I actually did not play the remaster. I only played the remaster. I didn't play the original one. I waited. Mm-hmm. Um, I I played. Gosh, when Kayla, I...
0: you played it at the best time. Like I did, actually, literally, like at the best time. I Was it right it...
1: before the second one came out? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: I finished the day that the second one came out.
1: Oh, like, damn. Finished... Okay.
2: Yeah. So I literally put down the remaster and picked up
0: <laughs> the second one, like in the same day um Ooh, she that's like a,
1: that's a couple months of just sadness that you're playing through that yes. oh yeah
0: that, i mean that's the that was like what it was worth it was it worth it kayla yes i was yeah. really upset just having to wait years possibly yes. for an, <laughs> another uh game yeah, so, so we're gonna
2: get into it i'm sure but it ends on a very big cliffhanger so
1: the second one uh, no, the first one. <laughs> okay, okay. We don't want to. I'm definitely
2: not going to spoil the second one at all. Yeah, we Thank will you. not Thank
1: spoil you. you. I do. I did have a couple things spoiled already for me, so I will say the spoilers for when we get to the end of Last of Us one. Because I, I actually, there's a. I don't know if you guys watch this. There's a documentary you can watch on YouTube that's like an hour long of a beh- the behind the scenes of the making of the original Last of Us, and mm-hmm. it's super interesting and informative. I have, I have like pages of notes <laughs> from it that's awesome Uh, it's a a great documentary but anyway sorry continue kayla
2: yeah i think that pretty much wraps it up but i we've talked about it a lot on our podcast about how like i think that really was the best experience because i got to like follow up immediately with my feelings still and again like you said it is a lot of sadness but i think it was very fulfilling in the end um that's not a spoiler but like in order to have like the the next game um but yes, I, I had a really great experience. It really impacted me in a big way. It's one of my favorite games of all time now, um, even the remastered one. So I'm really glad that Jerrica convinced me to play it. Um, <laughs> but I knew eventually I wanted to get to it, but I always put it off for some reason because I knew it was sad and I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to be sad. So. It's, um, it's but interesting
1: totally that it. you chose to play it during a pandemic. Like yes. you were like I don't want to be sad, so let me play it in the middle of a pandemic.
0: Well, right, she right. knew. <laughs> she knew she couldn't be on the show or be my co-host anymore if she didn't get cut <laughs> ca- ca- like caught. She's going to kick me off. She's going to fire me. Cuz I was like there's uh, no way, Kayla. You got to play this right now. <laughs>
2: no, I definitely I definitely worth it to wait for sure.
1: Um for me, I played it I actually got it on release. I got it on release day back when it came out. Uh I think I don't. I forget which. I think Jericho, you're a little bit older older than Kayla, right? Mm-hmm. I think you and I are around the same age. I'm 31. I think. Yes, we're I am close, also right? 31. <laughs> yes, so. you, you feel the pains. <laughs> I am um, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm 23. I just got new inserts for my shoes, so yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: for I have me, a back I hurt, like no! I. Uh, Sorry, it's okay. I was I I rearranged my game room like two weeks ago, and I pulled my shoulder, and it has not <laughs> recovered for three fucking weeks.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't. It's just something new every day with my body. But luckily, I can still <laughs> use my thumbs and my fingers for the controller.
1: That is all that matters. That's <laughs> all that matters. We'll just wait a little bit for uh, Kayla to come back.
0: <laughs> i'm really sorry
1: <laughs> no don't worry about it i have i don't know if you've seen it on instagram i have a corgi yes and so he's outside right now probably sniffing at the door wondering what i'm doing uh
2: yeah me and jerica have to edit out our dogs a lot <laughs> yeah we do
1: <laughs> he's also not allowed in the game room anymore though because there was one time where he uh I I wasn't home. I was doing overtime at work on a weekend, and I came back, and he tore up some of my retro gaming magazines when he was a puppy, and there was this beautiful, pristine, Metal Gear Solid poster, like perfect, mint, (laughs) destroyed. Don't have it anymore. Had to toss it. I was so sad. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so yeah so i got the game right at launch and i got it because it was naughty dog like naughty dog's pedigree is so well known now i will say i i haven't played last of us 2 but from what i've heard their gameplay design really hasn't upgraded since the original so i really i mean that's a little bit of a criticism but i would say that maybe they should update it but i also haven't played the second one would you agree with that do you think that their gameplay design needs to be updated from the second one to something a little bit more modern or different at least
0: um, I, for me, like it was a little, I don't, I think it, I think they could still rock what they're doing. Cause I think what they do, I don't see, I didn't see a huge difference. Um, they did a couple of new things that sort of elevate the gameplay or like how you fight and stuff, but ultimately like it sort of works for that game. Cause it's like the only game to me that plays that way. And it's sort of like its own thing. I'm like, if it works, it works. Just keep at it i'm really here for the story um and the beautiful uh, cinematics you know let's be real
2: <laughs> do you mean like the um specifically like the, the the way the game plays like the or do you mean like the the graphics or the the,
1: experience? the uh the way the game plays graphics mm-hmm. obviously will change though i will yeah. say for this original game i played it on my ps3 again and it still looks good yeah i mm-hmm. I, I i think that last of us since it was such a late PS3 game. It was such a late-in-the-generation PS3 game. The graphics hold up, and it's comparable to pretty much a bad-looking PS4 game, which, by bad, I mean it still looks good. It's just not as yeah. good as what's coming out right now, For you sure. know?
2: Yeah, then I would definitely agree with what Derek said. I I have seen the criticism of, like, some. I think it's a personal taste thing. I think that, like, you either like it, or you don't, or you think it's okay. Like, I really like the playstyle. I think it's very interesting. Um... But,, uh, yeah, I would say they can it's just on brand for them now, as far as that goes. I mean, I think you could definitely update it. But for this game specifically, I think keeping it the same was a good move because it feels like very much like an extenuation of yeah, the
0: gameplay has always reminded me of like it's very I don't know the way to describe this, but it's hard. Like it's not easy just to mm-hmm. jump in it like it's if i if I like I've been playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla which that's taken me a second to get used to that. Those controls a little different, especially on a new controller. Um, Mm -hmm. So if I would have just like hopped in and started playing the last of us, it would take, it, it always takes me a minute to like get my bearings and like my sea legs and get used to playing that game. Um, I I, died so
1: much. Oh my god! Yeah, and it's so brutal when Joel gets killed too. I know it's. it's, (laughs) Now I know you play as Ellie for most of the second one. Spoiler: Mm I probably should have said that beforehand. (laughs) You play as Ellie for most of the second game, Um, because once spoiler for the second game, if you don't want to hear it, jump ahead like five seconds. I one of the things that got spoiled for me was that Joel dies fairly early on in the second game. Uh, which honestly makes a whole lot of sense based off of the documentary I watched. I mentioned it before. They have this awesome behind-the-scenes documentary. And one of the things that uh, I think Neil Druckmann said, hold on, let me look, let me find it. Yeah, Neil Druckmann said it was kind of cool in a way to create a female action character, and this is her origin story. Mm. And he said that, way before last of us 2 came out so if his intent was to make ellie an action hero and this was her origin story like the original last of us was her origin story that makes so much more sense why you would kill off joel in the sequel because the whole focus is supposed to be on ellie Mm -hmm. you know
0: oh that's deep Uh, he's always had this plan even when they (laughs) asked him like do you have plans for a sequel like right after he's like nah i mean if we do we'll (laughs) get there you know when the time's right when the story's right I think well, he's I had feel- the whole I think he's had both part 1 and part 2 in his head the whole time. <laughs> yeah.
1: I wonder sometimes like did is, was he saying did he actually or was it cuz in the moment a lot of times when you're when you're that close to something that requires that much of your of yourself yeah. that much of your energy and especially with the game that is this depressing. Last of us is so depressing i wouldn't be surprised if it's like all right i need something happy to take my mind off of this now (laughs) so like i if there is there going to be a sequel i don't want to think about that because it ended in a dark place and it's just going to get darker so i don't really want i that's my thought i'm a it it reminds me i'm kind of a i'm a huge james bond fan and when uh specter came out the most recent one that's that was actually released um at the end of it, they asked Daniel Craig, you know, who played Bond, "Do you want to do Bond again?" He's like, "I'd rather slip my wrists." <laughs> <laughs> he said that in an actual interview. That's
2: awesome! Wow.
1: It's so, it's so ridiculous. Red- he was just so against it, and so like he's in doing the moment, another yeah. one, and it's coming back. He, he this is his last one, and when it's, uh, it's supposed to be out next year, you know, COVID permitting, mm-hmm. but it because it's already been delayed twice now. I'm so sad. Right. But uh, yeah, so uh, it. I wouldn't be surprised if Druckmann was like, I I don't want to think about this right now. (laughs) This is so sad. Especially how
2: invested, yeah, for sure.
1: For me, the gameplay of the original, the reason I asked about is Naughty Dog's gameplay outdated is because even when the original, with this original one, I always felt like the gameplay was a little bit underwhelming. Not in a bad way. Like Mm -hmm. it serviced the story perfectly, but it didn't reinvent the wheel. It was a very kind of simple style of gameplay. I will say, though, the the survival mechanics of the scarcity of ammo and health and all this other stuff i think they fucking nailed it it it, it's it is spot on
0: like i don't know what they would do like obviously you haven't played the the like part two but i'm sure you've seen some snippets of gameplay like i don't know what they would do to even elevate like what is it like what does that evolution look like for the last of us like what could they have done different like what they No, i haven't
1: I haven't played the sequel, like I said, but for me, an evolution of Last of Us game, of that type of gameplay, of that survival mechanic, is maybe you have to find, like, somehow incorporate more puzzles while having limited resources Mm -hmm. type of thing, where they give you, which you run a risk, you have to be careful with it uh maybe have it so you would have puzzles where if you had if you were smart and you collected the resources you can bypass large swarms of infected but if you don't have it then you have to fight your way through it somehow but make make it but make it so that way if the player no matter what status the player is in they, whether they have a shitload of ammo or if they have just um you know melee weapons or they have to be stealthy and try to find a way around it as long as they give them those materials to get through that, maybe find other resources in order to use like puzzles to get around the infected with where you don't have to worry about them. You can just Mm -hmm. walk over them or go (laughs) underneath them or something like that. That's just off the top of my head. That's pretty good.
2: Yeah. I do. I do feel like they did. They did do some of that for sure. Um, Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to, again, I don't want to tell you too much about it because you definitely should play it, but, but yeah, I I do feel like they actually did do it. There's a, a lot of puzzles. I feel like,
1: but that, w- that was just my opinion on the gameplay. Like, I-, I thought that it was good. It was solid. It just that I remember when I first played it, it didn't feel inventive and new, mm-hmm. kind of like how Uncharted felt. Uncharted felt so different from anything else at the time, where Last of Us, I think the tone of the story is what really set it apart. And let's kind of use that to dive into the story itself. The whole premise of the original Last of Us game is you play as a, as a guy named Joel and you see at the beginning, in the opening part portion of the game where the infection first happens, where the pandemic starts. And it is one of the most gut wrenching opening scenes of any game I've ever played. How like what did you guys when you first experienced that? Because essentially for the for the listener who those who spoiler alert once again, but Joel's daughter dies in the opening scene. So what how did that hit you? Did that shock you when you first played it?
0: Yes, go I think I, I I definitely gasped. I remember like, oh, God, bless, blessed. Are they going to do this right now? <laughs> good, <laughs> good Lord. And just started, like, started crying because like you, like, it's crazy because when you first start that game, you don't know too much about the characters. Um, you get to like walk around the house a little bit. But before that scene happens, like you don't know a lot about them. But you, then by the time it happens, though, you're crying and like it's yeah. just it's they did something right to make you immediately like invested start crying and it wasn't it's a like lot it's like the first 10 in- minutes
1: of up or something
0: yeah
2: right <laughs> <laughs> Jesus But with Cross. zombies <laughs> right add the zombies for
1: sure <laughs> that, um, that would be yeah. a very different imp- int- uh, that would be a very different opening to that movie
2: <laughs> right um, sorry <laughs> go on i think that i um i actually somehow managed to also not see many spoilers Jerrica remained very tight lipped about it because she knew I wanted to play it, but also like <laughs> I don't think I saw a whole lot in the media about either game before I played, so I got to escape by pretty um pretty unfazed as far as spoiler go I did know I think that I knew that his daughter was gonna die. I'm pretty sure just because I knew that like him and Ellie were the main characters, and so I assumed mm-hmm. like if she was alive, she probably would have been in there, you know what I mean mm-hmm. um. I actually at first assumed that she was his daughter before I knew anything about, like, Ellie was his daughter before I knew anything about the game, which essentially she kind of is, but, you know.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was very shocked. It was very sad. I cried. I sent Jericho a video
0: of me in tears
2: and was like, I hate you for making <laughs> me." And I was
0: like, this is only the beginning.
2: <laughs> yeah, literally the very beginning. So, yeah, definitely. I It did take me by surprise, um, but I was very uh, excited to see where it went, even though excited is a weird word to say, but, like. Um, I was very instantly invested <laughs> in his story art to see like what happened next.
1: <laughs> You're excited to see more zombies and murder. Yes. No, <laughs> I
2: also like fun fact. I don't know if you know this about me, but like, I also, um, I really like scare like anything scary and like dark. Like I enjoy stuff like that. Not saying like I'm a dark person cause it did make me really sad, obviously. <laughs> and I didn't want any more of that, but I like, um, I really like games that make you feel something, even if feeling something might be sad. But I think that just goes to show, like, that video games can do that, which is pretty crazy. Like, that's that's the sort of media that can really like make you feel something, and even if it's sometimes negative feelings, like, it just shows that like, it's just like you can walk
0: in someone else's shoes, and it's sort of interesting to see like how they would react, and like you Mm -hmm. are fighting in your head like how how you would react. But what I love about Naughty Dog games is that they're telling a you don't choose your own path in this kind of game which i sometimes love and sometimes i don't like i love um a storyline that just straps me in and i'm i'm just there for the ride but mm-hmm. it's i you have a lot of those conflicting thoughts in both the first and the second game
1: i think naughty dog does a really good job of their story, time. and they have ever since Jack and Daxter. Like mm-hmm. the the Jack two and Jack three really took Jack's story in like a way you weren't expecting it to go. And then when you got to Uncharted, they were very fun and campy and lighthearted, but they were still good stories, well written, well acted, and all that good stuff. So this was their first time really trying to dive into a very serious like conversation about humanity because they're you know they're talking about what would happen to the world, how would people react to this pandemic, how would people treat each other when all the all this stuff is going on? And it's interesting because you do see you know, lights and darknesses. You see some people who are much more trusting and but also wary of everybody, which you kind of see later on with the brothers. I can't remember their name off the top of my head. Um I yes. I actually hold on. You know what? I have a list of the characters right here. <clears throat> so <laughs> Henry and Sam. Mm. Yes. Henry yes. and Sam. And the way their story ends is just heartbreaking. That that was their Mm -hmm. portion of the game is where I, that was when I audibly gasped. Like I (laughs) knew something was going to happen in the beginning. I didn't have any spoilers, but like, I was like, okay, so this is going to be a really emotional game. I get it. But when Henry and Sam die, once again, spoilers, (laughs) I mean, spoilers for the whole thing.
2: For sure. For sure. Uh,
1: But when they die, that's where it really hit me. And the whole pre- the whole story after after the beginning of the game where you see how the infection begins is that Joel, you flash forward, I think, what, 20 years, I want to say, I think? from Yeah, that I think point. so,
0: about that much, yeah. Or about that it, long. Yeah,
1: it's, um, it's a good number of years later, and now Joel is much older. He is good friends with this woman named Tess, and they pretty much just kind of do odd jobs, legal or otherwise, in order to make ends meet. And so they get just a, a ride, job to yeah. bring this girl over over to the fireflies to this to I think Washington DC and you find out and this is where Ellie comes in and you find out she's immune to the virus and she is very she's one thing I love about Ellie first off is that you don't have to watch her <laughs> escort quests are the worst <laughs> but no I I like Ellie because she you don't have to watch her she does her own thing and she can take care of herself and which is One, a great thing because you usually, it's not the damsel in distress trope that you see all the time. But then, two, it also is just so much more fun for the player that you don't have to watch after somebody the entire time.
2: Right. It's really nice to have, you know, like a badass female young kid, really, in a game um, that's severely independent. I personally feel like I related to her on a personal level. (laughs) I think that's why this game might have connected with me so much because I, I, I'm I'm a lot different now that I've matured, but like when I was younger, especially, I didn't want any help. I didn't want anybody worrying about me. I wanted to be like independent. I can take care of myself. Like that's that's how I kind of still am like that. But um, I just thought that was really cool to see that, and especially how like I know we're still talking more about the beginning of the game, especially how that evolves.
1: And we can how go forward. See, too. Like it's no I big just
2: deal. just like the relationships in this game is what really like tugged on my heartstrings like the way that people interact with each other the way that like you know they're trying to make it you know and that's kind of how what we and all like, do
0: and trying to make it and like not catch feelings or like get too attached or yeah you know i think that was joel's whole like he was just having a struggle with that um Little did he, he know. just never thought he could feel anything again
1: oh he caught feelings for sure <laughs> he caught
2: feelings <laughs>
1: Not in a weird way. Yeah, not in a a gross way. Uh, The one note I I had from about Joel and Ellie's relationship, well, at least one of the many, uh, when they were in development, they didn't want Ellie to be Joel's daughter because if she was they didn't feel like the story would have gone anywhere further there'd be no reason for joel and ellie to progress through this story together or for for their relationship to progress because they're already close their father and daughter versus mm-hmm. when joel's daughter dies and now he kind of has this surrogate daughter through ellie it gives them it gives gives them narrative narratively a way to connect the two instead of just being at the instead of Joel and Ellie being at the same level of their relationship the entire way through the game it gives them a place to go mm-hmm. not just physically that she's you know immune to the virus and she has to go somewhere but also emotionally and um, personally to each other they have there's some place for their relationship to go together which I thought was a really smart choice. I, Neil Druckmann's a fucking genius. Like yeah. I don't, <laughs> he does so many great things. I know he kind of had that mishap that awkward quote before the before Last of Us Two came out. That everyone like, did you see that that quote that he had? If that, he like, did, caused it everyone to like.
0: It didn't bother me, which is I don't know what it was. Like it was it,
1: there was nothing wrong with it. It was people yeah. blew it out of proportion. He said, and I I I'm paraphrasing from what I remember reading, but he basically said. If you are racist, sexist, misogynistic, homophobic, don't play our game. And all, perfectly normal to say. Exactly. He's saying, <laughs> no. if you are. And then, of course, everyone on the internet was like, what? You're telling me to, not to play the game if I don't like it? I'm like, that's not what he's saying. He's no, saying, because nah. he's not saying if you don't like it, then you're racist, sexist, mm-hmm. misogynist. He's saying, if you already are that, don't play, don't play it. it. <laughs> like, there's a big difference. you probably difference. won't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. there's a big difference exactly you probably won't like it it's yeah. and it's just weird how people conflated it to meaning if you don't like it then you are all these right. awful oh, things good God. Like, that's not, I didn't even that's notice not,
0: that was a thing I remember that tweet but it, I just I guess I I read it the correct way like he intended yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I totally forgot where we even were in the story like where were we we were talking about um, relationships as far as like yes. Joel and Ellie's relationship for sure and, I mean, I... Something that... One of the main things that I really loved about this game was seeing that progression. Um, and seeing, like, in the beginning, he doesn't even want her, like, tagging all... Like, he doesn't want her at all. He wants nothing to do with her. He's like... And, like, it, it makes him sad, it feels like, because um, of his daughter, you know? And uh, you definitely can tell he's very emotionally reserved. Um, is just making it through life. Like, just trucking along. Um... So yeah, it's definitely really cool to see the evolution of that relationship as it as it progresses, and um, I just really enjoyed that aspect of this game.
1: And up until Ellie kind of showed up, Joel wasn't really living. He was just a shell of who he was, and he was just surviving. He wasn't actually like the closest thing he had to a friend was Tess, and then Tess sacrificed herself to for her for him and Ellie to escape because. Really? Because once you get to, once you get to where the fireflies are supposed to be to bring Ellie, you find out they're not there anymore. And you, Joel's brother, who you met earlier in the intro to the game, d- does have connections to the fireflies. So now him and Ellie are going traveling across the country. I think out to Pittsburgh. I believe is where his brother was. He remembered was where his brother was last. I think.
2: Uh, something else, now that you mentioned his brother, is like what I also really love about this game and the second game is how strong the supporting characters are. Yes. Um, yeah. And how important they are. Um, it's like, again, no spoilers for the second game, but like how your companions are actually like helpful. <laughs> like, it, it, that's this way in the first game, too. Like, I mean, and they add significant content and like. Uh,
0: yeah, one I of guess, the things like, I'll never forget. The game. Yeah. I'll never forget from. Um, the first one, Last of Us, obviously, is just seeing Ellie like go off the beaten path and like just start having a conversation or talking out loud, thinking her thoughts, getting her little pun book out and telling jokes and stuff like that. Like that, like those kind of, they're like always the smallest things in the, in like Naughty Dog games that always get me. And I'm like, it was such a small thing for them to add, but it adds so much value to the story they're telling. And it's, it's always the small things like that that, I'm just like, that's awesome. I'm so glad they put that in there.
1: When they were talking in the behind the scenes, when they were talking about game design of it, they were talking about how those conversations and Ellie's body language specifically was, ref- was meant to reflect her opinion towards joel like the the connection she had to joel so in the beginning she's a lot more nervous about who joel is she doesn't know him that well this is he's a stranger and she's going to a place she's never been so like her arms are much closer together Mm -hmm. like her arm like she her her shoulders are a lot stiffer she's her she's very close-knit like physically she she kind of binds herself up And as she gets to know Joel by the end of the game, you know she's kind of—it's almost like uh, standing at ease, like in the military or something. Like she's walking much more freely. She doesn't feel the need to like kind of—I don't want to say cower, but kind of like walk timidly behind him. Now it's just more, yes, defensively. That's that's a better word than everything I was using.
0: I think both of those could could apply though. Was which is interesting because like I remember, I feel like in some artifact or maybe like it was the comic books I was reading something like. I feel like Ellie was like in some kind of military school or mm-hmm. she was in some kind of school like that beforehand. Um, like a boarding school or something. Yeah. Sure. Like in the, where she was being kept, like she was like in this really strict school. Mm-hmm. Cause like, uh, I don't know if it's how I forget where I get bits of information from. Cause I like, I read the comic, <laughs> I forgot the comic, but like her mom, like, Died when she gave birth to her, or right after, like around that time. And like mm-hmm. one thing we still don't know is like, like who's her dad? Where's yeah. the, Where's Dad at? Like, where? Me and
2: Jerica want a prequel.
0: <laughs> we do. We want it.
1: Well, wasn't the I didn't actually play the DLC, the Left Behind DLC. Isn't that kind of a prequel to the game? Like, it shows what happened. Yeah. Like, because it shows it tells the story of how Ellie found out she was immune. Because I believe. She has a girlfriend in the in the prequel in the Left Behind stuff, right? And mm-hmm. I, be, spoiler alert, her girlfriend gets infected and goes crazy, and Ellie doesn't. They were both bit, mm-hmm. but she was fine. And like that, that once again, uh. <laughs> Naughty Dog hitting us with a gut punch. Like, yeah, thanks. Oh my god. <laughs> but
2: they do even I didn't play the DLC either, but I I knew all that like I had spoilers anyway, but she in in the end of the actual game, don't they actually talk about it a little bit like right towards the end? I
0: don't remember,
2: or is that the second yeah. game?
1: no, no. She she mentions it. She mentions to, to how she found out she was immune. Yeah. I actually I replayed through the whole thing for the first time since its release earlier this year in preparation for this episode, mm-hmm. and it. She go. She does tell that whole thing. She tells the whole story of how she. Well, a paraphrased version of how she found out she was immune, but mm-hmm. no, you're right. The 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 to bring it back to something you said earlier about how the supporting cast is so strong in this on to get to pittsburgh they have to find a car because you know they want to go to pittsburgh to meet the the fireflies or meet bill uh joel's brother so that way because he has connections to the Fireflies, so that way they can find out where to bring Mm -hmm. ellie and you meet this character named bill who's just this insane (laughs) like
2: doomsday prepper yeah
1: and the voice actor for him is w earl brown and that (laughs) like he looks he kind of looks like Bill a little bit, yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, uh, my favorite thing though is when speaking of voice actors, my favorite surprise casting is Nolan North in this game. I'm I really,
0: oh, oh, I remember he's Yeah, He's David, yeah, I always forget the, about that.
1: <laughs> he doesn't sound David, like Nolan North, no,
2: and usually David he always is the does. Oh, that's that that brings me to another thing the villains in this. It, it's just, I think they do, I think Naughty Dog in general does a great job on villains, but especially this game, like, wow, like, it's just, I try not to get the two confused, because I played them so close together that I try not to, like, I try to, like, have, I need a distinct between the two, but yeah, they do a really good job at,
0: at, uh, at least setting up, like, the, like, the humans that are bad, you know, like, Mm -hmm. uh, the ones that are a little, they went off the beaten path a little too Mm -hmm. harshly, and like, yeah, they're the ones that are on the verge of probably dying and like this is they are gonna do everything they can to survive they have a lot of morally
2: gray characters because like
0: yeah they put you like at the same time you sort of understand where some of the characters are coming from especially the ones that are maybe trying to kill you or attack you or eat you yeah Um, well
1: (laughs) i was gonna say in thinking of villains would you say that joel is actually the main villain of the game that the whole time you go through the whole game thinking you're the hero, and you find out at the very end you're kind of the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I can for, see both sides, yeah. Well, for those who haven't played it, uh, or don't care about spoilers, obviously it's too late now, but we... <laughs> There's no going we, back now. We, uh, we said it like a thousand times. I'd yeah, say yeah, yeah. We'll put it in our
2: episode title, too. It's
1: almost like a nervous tick where I'm just like, spoiler alert. It's just It's something that I automatically do without even thinking <laughs> anymore, but when you finally do get to the fireflies when you go through all these all this craziness that happens you find out that the way that they have to extract the the vaccine from Ellie the cure from Ellie is it'll kill her they have because mm-hmm. the, the way the fungus works they, that's another thing the way they did the fungus is so in depth we'll get back to it i don't want to lose my point though um they have to extract the the fungus from Ellie's brain which will kill her And then they can use that to create a a vaccine or a cure. And Joel can't handle that. Joel already lost his daughter once before. And he just goes on a murder spree through the entire (laughs) Firefly Hospital. He kills all of them. And you could maybe use your suspension of disbelief to be like, well, it's a game. You know, like Nathan Drake is technically a serial killer. But, you know, he's not actually a bad person because, you you know, you're playing a game. You use that suspension of disbelief. But when you get to that and you pick Ellie up and you're, you're walking out Such and great scene. Joel kills the leader of the fireflies. He kills. Why can't I, Marlene? He killed, he shoots her and because she was going to let him go, but he's like, no, you're just going to follow us and kills her. Mm-hmm. And then when Ellie wakes up, he lies to her face about what happened. And he goes, no, there was other people, you know, you weren't the only one. So they didn't need you there. All this other stuff. And, Ellie doesn't quite believe it, and then you have like one last section where you're just kind of playing through. It's just a walking simulator at this point. There's no more infected in this last section after that cutscene, but you're walking through some woods to get back to Bill's brothers because they, that's where they're going to live at the end of the first game. And the very I actually wrote this note down. The very last action you perform in the game because you're being you're controlling Ellie now, which kind of is foreshadowing to what happens in. Last of Us 2, where you play as most of Ellie, but you're playing as Ellie now, and the very last action you perform is trusting Joel to help you up a wall. Mm. And then the very last thing, he, the very next thing that. he does after that is he betrays her trust once again by lying to her face when she says, are you sure I was not the, I was the only one? And he says, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm telling the truth. And then it credits.
0: <sighs> well, <Zona. laughs>
2: I want to play it again now. I just get, oh.
1: i yeah what
2: i love about this is there is so much room for discussion here like i mean put yourself in that situation like Mm -hmm. the only person that you love you've had everyone you love taken away from you violently you've been through so much shit Mm -hmm. and this person was about to be and now granted you know how important this is to that person you know that this person probably would have, knowing the consequences, done it anyway. And that's all she wanted, was her life to have a purpose, for her to have saved everyone. That's what she wanted. And this would have changed the whole entire world. It would have been the the cure yeah and and you know that and you and you're making the decision it's a very selfish decision i think but also like i can't imagine like i have no idea i'm not a parent also so i mean in a way she was like his daughter in the end um -hmm. but it's just i think there's so much like caught like room for introspection like you know what would i do and that's what i love about this game is like it's not realistic but also it is really realistic and like um it's such so human like you you feel so many emotions going through this game and I just I was shocked at the end I had no idea I thankfully didn't get any spoilers and I was just left like in a in a mm-hmm. hole of sadness and disbelief <laughs> like it's insane
1: what do you think Jerica? do you think Joel is a villain or one of or the villain of the game
0: uh I'm just trying to like if I was in his situation back to like what Kayla was saying like uh it just depends on what side of the spectrum you're like who's who's part of your like who who are the people that matter to you and everyone else is always gonna be the villain in this environment, in this world, like unfortunately. Oh,
1: that's a good point.
0: <laughs> like if like I watch a lot of the Walking Dead too. I'm a big Walking Dead fan. And like anytime, like obviously we're going through a real life pandemic right now and hopefully we're gonna get our shit figured out, and things don't hit the fan like to that extent. But like, you start like <laughs> we can only. But help. like, but I'm serious. Like, I I play these games, and I think about like the only thing that would matter is like me and my family, my close friends. If we had a family pat like if we had a group together, like that would be all that matters. Because I don't trust anybody else. Because mm-hmm. everyone's just That's trying to point. survive, Um and it's just like everyone is on unhinged.
1: Well, at that just point. because yeah. Quite literally. he. Just because he makes the the rational, like the 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 decision, the familial decision, he it's his family, so he's trying to preserve his family. Just because he's doing that doesn't mean that it's not a villainous thing. Mobsters are very close to all their families, and they steal <laughs> shit from everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like he stole a vaccine, a cure from the world because he couldn't help to lose his own daughter. I'm not saying he's a bad. I mean, he's a bad person because he did that, but at the same time, he's a fully fleshed out character, you know? Yeah. Whether like you, whether you feelings classify feelings him right. as the villain or not, he's still a fully fleshed out character. He's a villain. Yeah. If he is the villain, he's a sympathetic villain. You understand his he's motivation. Not a sociopath, you understand that. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, he's a sociopath, but he, <laughs> well. he he has a reason to. It's not like he was born that way. He survived a pandemic for 20 years with everyone that he loved getting turned into zombies or getting killed.
0: Yeah, he is Or him right. having he, to kill them. He trusts no one, but like his he knows that he can take care of ellie like that's all all he knows there's no trust for him anymore so like mm-hmm. he, even like going through his mind he's like what if this doesn't even work is it worth like losing ellie like is it worth it at that right. point like you know probably yeah, like he even hard to be- it's even hard to believe yeah like you just got there I would, evidence, okay? <laughs> I, would need, I would need some hard evidence okay i would need some tests uh some trial uh, tests like, done like a
1: villain test
0: no, I was just like, uh before like I hand over Ellie, like I was thinking of oh, I, okay, I, like, I would I get like you. I'm like, show me some proof that this is gonna work. Okay. Well
2: and I don't even remember exactly this part, but do they offer like I know he I, I'm trying to remember the exact conversation when they tell him that it's not gonna like she's gonna die. And does he even say like, is there any other option? Like, does she have to die? Like I don't remember that, that he, dialogue.
1: From what I remember, he does. The reason why she has to die, and we can use this to kind of talk about one of the coolest things they did with with the storytelling in this game is with the way the infected work it's not just your normal zombies it's this idea of a fungal infection that just kind of takes over uh, a person's body and they were talking about how the fungus grows on your brain like that's Mm -hmm. that's how it infects you it it goes up through your nervous system and then grows on your brain and that's how you become this awful zombie thing and they mm-hmm. got the idea from this type of fungus i don't know if i wrote it down it's sort I, of I, real
0: it happens to like bugs it is. and stuff yeah
1: i actually did <laughs> i actually i actually looked it up it's inspired by a fungus to ants basically the fungus will infect the ant and germinate within them or not germinate but it will infect them and then it will essentially turn the ant into a zombie ant and it will grow out of the ant and the oh. spores will like essentially what the what it does to the humans and the spores will release and infect other nearby ants and it kind of chain reacts just like it does in the game and that's where they came up with the idea and it's kind of terrifying because it does actually happen just not to <laughs> humans so thank god i don't <laughs> think it's possible for it to, uh you know knock on wood knock it's just it's just <laughs> not gonna happen <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what it's just not gonna happen 2020's had
2: too much too much
1: uh, and the, one of the things they did, though, with the infected is that they created a cycle for infection. Like, what does an early stage of the infection look like in a human? What is a late stage? And you can see that in the combat as well, as clickers are generally middle to late stage infected because mm-hmm. the mushroom has literally sprouted out of their face and it's disgusting as hell looking. And then you get to the very end ones, and it, I think they call them boomers. Is that what they call them? Yeah. The the big bloat, bloaters. Mm-hmm. Bloaters, That's actually, yes. Yeah. I was thinking of Left for Dead. That's what
0: I was like. Wait, Boomer is it? Like, there's some kind of zombie Boomer out there. Wait. Yeah, it's, it's Left for Dead. Dead. Zombie Boomer. Zombie Zombie Boomer. Ha
1: ha ha ha. That that zombies constantly complaining about other younger zombies. They just God. don't understand life before the internet. You know. No.
2: It's just not even. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Those zombies ruined the fungal market.
2: Yep. Tanked
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> it took all our jobs. Oh my god! No, but
2: I agree. I I think it's really interesting how flushed out, no pun intended, <laughs> ah. um, <laughs> the game is, and how how it all ties together, and how they they spent that much time explaining, so it seems even more realistic. And it's scary. I didn't. We didn't really touch on that. This game's scary like it's really scary it's insanely anxiety provoking like you never know what's around the next corner um it is very stealth focused um and honestly like it it it, uh gave me heart palpitations (laughs) 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 um but i i loved every second of it and i think that says a lot especially when like it is a you know dark like sad game to still come out of that really enjoying it um i think says a lot
1: so I'm not a fan of horror games, and I loved this I love game it. because <laughs> I don't like being scared. I'm a scaredy cat. Mm-hmm. I'm a wimp at that. Okay. I was trying to play Dead Space on stream, and I just couldn't do it. Aww. There was... Oh, my God. I was playing... I barely got any way into it. The first... You know, there were some scary moments, and then I got to a section still early on. I'm talking, like, maybe first 30, 40 minutes, and all the lights go out. And I immediately paused the game. I'm like, nope, I'm out not touching this anymore. I just turned it off and switched over to like Zelda Never. or something like that. But no, they you're right. It's it's a really scary game, but what I think is good about it is that it's not too scary if that makes sense cuz like I said, I'm a wimp, but it has to it has to allow enough gameplay where it's not I don't like jump scares. And this game doesn't right. rely on jump scares. The horror is the pandemic itself, the realism, not Yeah. Yes the what people do to each other and what the virus does to people and it's i like that a lot more than sitting in a hallway that's dark and just waiting for f- monsters to come eat me like that's not fun to me <laughs>
2: right it's very psychological and less like in your face a hundred percent yeah
1: a hundred percent i guess we can uh talk about some other characters though because we we kind of went over the whole story just in a very condensed nutshell Joel and Ellie make it to the fireflies. Joel kills all the fireflies and lies to Ellie. That is the fastest way to describe uh, Last of (laughs) Us I can can think of. But some of the characters we haven't talked about on the way are, we mentioned them before, Sam and Henry, Mm -hmm. which was probably one of the most gut-wrenching moments in the game. I've been talking a lot. I've been explaining the story. And Could one of you guys tell what happens with Sam and Henry and how it affected you?
0: I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I just remember something bad happened, like really sad. But I don't remember well, the specifics oh. of that part. But Caleb may. Yeah. Remember. Um. Also, you know, uh, trigger warning.
2: There's some some violence and like self inflicted violence involved. If that bothers uh-huh. you, don't listen to this part. But, um, if I remember correctly, the son gets infected by a like a, by an infected. Um, biting him, right? I think that yes. he gets... Taken. So they're, they're yeah. brothers. Oh, yes. Uh, not. I always think they're father and son, but they're not. They're brothers. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: but he gets, you know, he... I, I, th- I believe that they're ch- stuck on another side of a wall. Like, uh, they're trying to help uh, escape. They get separated. Mm-hmm. And then that happens. And then, unfortunately, the... Is it... Which one's the older one? I
1: forget. Uh, Henry is the older one. And then Sam is the younger one.
2: Yes. And then Henry, I believe, takes his own life, right?
1: Yeah. So Henry is forced to kill Sam because Sam is attacking Ellie. Yes. And then in a fit of just, like, mental... Like, I I can't even imagine. Like, he just had a mental breakdown. Understandably so. He just killed his little brother. Yeah. And then in just this psychological break, he just couldn't live with himself. And Mm -hmm. so he didn't
2: yeah that's insane oh my god that
1: i can't handle that i remember hearing that during the development of last of us 2 that last of us 1 was about love and last of us 2 was about hate and so when i heard about that i'm like uh if last of us 1 (laughs) is about love and we have a brother shooting his younger brother and committing suicide shortly thereafter and that's about love um, I don't know if I want to play this. No, now that I'm
0: hearing like a vet scene, it's coming back to me now. But like, also, I could say like, I feel like that was probably that was probably the, the worst. Tough, like, yeah, yeah. And part two, you don't really have that. No, much. There's none of
2: that. Believe but, it or not. I mean, not. it's still obviously gut wrenching and very,
0: very but not, emotional. Not but to that. Ex- like, it's a different type. That was. Of I think that
2: you know. I I think that that was more. Almost, not to invalidate it, but I think it was for shock value in a way, because just, like, how how easy that life can escape you, and, like, mainly because, like, you know, they, know I didn't know that they weren't gonna survive, because, and I remember talking to Jericho, like, oh, I love them so much, like, I think they're great, like, uh, so I, I think that Naughty Dog specifically in these two games does do that for shock value, not just for the aspect of it being a shock, but like to contribute to the harsh, harsh realities of this world, people can come and go like that. And, and that, I think that really shows that, um, and how hard that this life is on people. But yeah, definitely, definitely know that going into it. If you, uh, if you don't want to experience anything like that, that, uh, that's a trigger warning for that, <laughs> for sure. For- um but yeah I, I definitely was shocked by that I did not see that coming um and it is I think you probably have played this most recently out of all of us when did you say you played it last
1: uh a month ago okay yeah like, so, I finished it yeah, like a yeah. month yeah so
2: I even though I wasn't that long ago but um I had forgotten a little bit about that but yeah he he ends up saving Ellie from from his little brother which yeah that's I can't imagine and then it almost is like not that they didn't care about them but Ellie and Joel just kind of move on they just gotta keep going, you know. Like
1: they it, have to. Like it is exactly, it's,
2: yeah. It affects. It feels them.
1: almost. It feels almost militar, or militaristic in a sense, where it's like you can't, you don't have time to grieve for the fallen because you're too busy trying to survive. Yeah. It's it's very reminiscent of that. Um, the next the next character you meet after Henry and Sam, I believe it's one of the next characters you meet after Henry and Sam is David because. What happens is Joel gets mortally injured in one spot, and uh, it's, I think they're trying to climb up something, and Joel falls falls off, and a rebar goes right through yes. the side of his stomach. Oh, it still gives me chills thinking about that. It. it just seems so painful. And Ellie has to fight off the bad guys, and Joel does his best. Like you, You're you still playing as Joel, and you're like helplessly trying to fight off these guys, and Ellie ultimately saves you, and brings you, brings you somewhere. And when she's out hunting for food, she meets David, played by Nolan North. Which you don't, you, it he doesn't sound like Nolan North at all. You know? He just, it it's such a good performance by him where it's, you don't, you don't know it's him. I didn't know it was him until literally when I replayed it. I was so surprised. Mm-hmm. And you find out that this character, David, is pretty much the dude who's been sending guys after you for the last, like, yeah forever uh and you don't really know why i i will say this i don't do you know why he's that hell bent on getting them is i know i understand towards the end it was revenge because he because joel and ellie killed so many of his men but up until that point i think it started in pittsburgh like this is out like you meet david out in like utah so what is he doing with guys all the way out in pittsburgh unless he's got (laughs) some kind of crazy network or if I'm just misinterpreting everything. I don't know. Do you have any idea why he's so hell bent on killing Joel and Ellie or do you not remember?
0: I, <clears throat> I definitely don't remember. It's been too long. No either, except
2: maybe that he's just very like vengeful. I don't know. Maybe that's just he just seems kinda like a psychopath, so that's probably he's,
0: why he's dedicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got um, contacts.
2: But I will say that scene <laughs> that we just talked about is one of my one of my favorite scenes is like it, it comes full circle where like Ellie is saving Joel like Ellie is mm-hmm. is taking care of him like he's been taking care of her um and she's I think but she like almost like half like carries him right because they have to like hobble um and I feel like the gameplay in this is very intense and it's it, I really think the scene is really really cool in that way that like Obviously, it's not cool that he got you know impaled, but it she gets to de- she gets to defend him and like be there for him, and she's been there for him the whole time. But th- it's been more of like him protecting her, and again, you get to see it come full circle where you know, and she's, as a,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And as a player, you really sort of didn't see that coming. Like, yeah, it was near the near the end of the game, right when yeah, you finally get to play very as Ellie. Close it's, to the end, it's almost like you went this whole way with Joel, and like oh. Wow, this is a and you, surprise! You feel like Joel's,
2: I mean, Joel is one of the main characters in like, yeah, it's really cool that you got to play. I knew I knew that you got to play as her, but I didn't know in what context yet.
1: What I love about that whole segment where she rescues Joel, and then she goes and meets David, and then Joel has to come back and help her, is that it really solidifies their relationship as not as codependent, as not mm-hmm. they're not they're not independent anymore. This is. Joel needed her to survive and she needed Joel to help her basically get out of that camp but what I like though is when he she kills David, Joel does not kill David for her, she, I mean it, it's awful, like she goes through this psychological break killing David and Joel has to pull her off and she still is in this psychotic state of just, just in pure uh, fight or flight mm-hmm. mode, like in just pure fight mode still <laughs> right? And so he pulls her off, but she she defeats David on his own. But he still fights his way back to get to her. So it becomes this very codependent relationship where they kind of save each other in this one portion of the game. Mm-hmm. Joel wouldn't have survived if it wasn't for her,
2: and vice versa. Who knows yeah. what
1: would have happened? Who knows what would have happened to Ellie if Joel didn't show up after she killed David? You know. Um, but I love that portion too because they completely change how you play the game in a sense because when you're playing as ellie you can't take out enemies right away like you can stealth kill but she has to jump on their back and like <laughs> stab mm-hmm. them in the throat a bunch of times and it's really brutal mm-hmm. it's so it's so so brutal and they completely change up the gameplay play style which i think is such a good design choice because it, it completely it doesn't feel like joel anymore it separates a the characters yes
2: and they carry that exactly. through the second game for sure playing <laughs> you feel like you're playing a different character for sure
1: in the second game without giving anything away is does what ellie feel like she has a different weight i mean she is older in the second game so does she like because in, in this one if you try to do a stealth kill like joel will just come up behind someone and like hold their like strangle them and break their neck does ellie do it's kind of a weird question does no. ellie break necks in the I second like this game? question yes
0: <laughs> i feel like she definitely is bigger so she's able to do more do more You can definitely tell she's been doing this for a long time. Breaking uh, necks and
1: taking names.
2: She's got some grit, some more grit. If you can can get that from her. And like
0: talking about, we're just talking about gritty. This game again is just like really (laughs) solidifying like Ellie's mental status in the second game because like I sort of play it and I'm like, and without any spoilers, I'm like, come on, Ellie, like what's wrong with you? Oh, you've been through a lot of shit. Like you've been, you've had a rough life, and you have murdered tons of people like (laughs) you sort of forget that because you they you know you've seen the trailer they're sort of living in a new town and like it seems like there's a community and like she's able to be normal and like she's been through a lot she i don't think she can ever be normal like yeah
1: well no one would be after all that i think i think that's a smart storytelling choice that (laughs) they don't just let uh Joel and Ellie suddenly be okay after yeah. everything that they just went through like yeah. these are flawed broken individuals and not always of their own choice like don't get mm-hmm. me wrong Joel still made an awful choice and I don't I do not want to know if him lying to her at the end comes back to bite him I don't I don't want to know I want that to be a big surprise for me cuz I know he gets killed but I don't know or I know he dies I don't know if he gets killed I know he dies I just don't know how exactly that part reconciles because it's actually been a debate if I had a debate with a friend of mine and when I finished the game this will this will be a good way to kind of close out the story segment Mm -hmm. before we move into just kind of like our thoughts about the gameplay and and overall visual and sound aesthetic but when I finished the game I thought Ellie didn't know Joel lied to her I thought that she believed him and that just made it even more dark to me that he that she believed it you know what I mean now, my friend who's my friend Cody, who's been on before he was on my Devil May Cry episode, he thought that she, she knew he was lying, but decided to accept it anyway. Do you remember what your interpretation of that ending was? Now, I know it's going to be hard because you know how the second game goes, but do you remember what your thoughts were at the end of the first game? Did Ellie know Joel was lying, or did she not?
0: I feel like... If I just really take it based on what I know about her character, she just probably thought that he was... She knew something was up. Because, like, honestly, like... I know they've been together for a little while, but, like, obviously she's seen him do some really bad things. Yeah. And um, I think she could be like, well, he's he's hiding something from me, for sure.
2: I think that I agree. I don't think she knew that it was a bold-faced lie. Yeah. I think she knew that something something was wrong. Because, obviously, you know, they she asked again and it's almost like she's giving him a final chance to like fess up in a way. I don't think that she, I feel like if she truly knew like 100% that he was lying, they, they would have maybe, or maybe they just didn't want you to know, like maybe internally she knew, but um, I feel like it would have been a bigger production in a way. Like I think she would have made a bigger scene. Um, But yeah, I mean trying to separate the two knowing what we do know. um, I think that, I think that she had an inkling that something was up, for sure. But
1: And that was my friend's point, was that she did know, but she kind of chose to not be mad about it, because Joel was mm-hmm. her, her whole world. Her only person, like, yeah. The only person she could trust. And she likewise, didn't want to believe she, it. She didn't want to believe it, even though she might have. Um, I believe it's been definitively stated by Neil Druckmann that she didn't believe him. Like she, she knew he was lying, but I'm going to wait to find out until the second game to yeah. be hundred percent certain. But I had this debate with my friend Cody for months and we, I get so mad at him over this. I, it was over something stupid. It's, it doesn't matter, but I guess once again, what you were saying before Kayla, how this game really gets your emotions going. It really, it really makes you emotional. It, it's, it speaks to the power of this game story that if you can get upset over someone's opinion of their interpretation <laughs> of a fictional story it's some good storytelling
2: we talk about it with our friends all the time there's people have hot takes thankfully me and Jerrica pretty much agree as a, as a whole on most of it i mean all mm-hmm. of it really but um, yeah i think it's fine i mean i don't think it needs to be like friendship ending over like you know some things i think no it's, it's no no but i think it's fun discussion for sure and i think it's okay <laughs> i i know i didn't mean i cannot that. wait till like,
0: you finish no, part two
2: yes i can't wait for you to
0: finish part two i want to talk to you about part two as soon as you finish
1: we can I'm have, asking for it for christmas yeah. so hopefully we'll hopefully i'll get it
0: we can do another
2: i would love to do another episode like this exactly like this for the part two after you get done um definitely but yeah, I think that I'm very excited to hear what you think. Um, I really, I think this has been a great discussion. I, I love it. I love talking to That's people who one, like it as well.
1: One of the one of the things I love about doing, because like, a lot of my, my show is a lot of deep dives into the, mm-hmm. into the games I'm talking about. I pick one game per episode, you know, and I just kind of go into it. And this is the reason, especially like Last of Us is so it lends itself to this kind of conversation because the story just goes so many different places and does so many things and the characters are so unique and varied. I thought it, it and I thought it was kind of funny on the wikipedia page for this. Like literally one of the top things it says is that it's considered one of the greatest games of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think it I it I agree. Like it came out in 2013 and that was a good year for video games in general cuz that was also the year that BioShock Infinite came out. Mm-hmm uh The year before that, Journey came out. Like it was just 2012 and 2013 in general is just Mass a really effect good year 3? for game. Was that 2013 as well? 2012.
0: 2012. Okay. Oh my bad. Day before or year before? Day before. Day before. <laughs> Day before. I'm getting a big tired. Mass fan as well. Oh yeah. Well, big Mass just, Effect fan.
1: I quick side tangent. I can't get into the series. I have to Aww. keep trying it though. I've only played a little bit of the first one and everyone tells me it's good after the first like the first one has a good story but the gameplay suffers. I did the same
0: thing have you played any of the other ones just jump in yet that's what I did, did you- I put it down for like years and then we had a friend that was really convincing and it ended up being a game I played multiple times like one through three multiple times
1: I will have to because I was playing one on stream I was playing Mass Effect One on stream and I think I need a knot because it's a lot harder to focus especially during the cutscenes. I feel like that I have to talk to the people watching the stream versus yeah. focusing on the cutscenes, you know? So I might try to play it in my spare time, but I have a bunch of other stuff I have to work on for the show. Mm-hmm. Um so let's let's talk about now the gameplay and the overall aesthetic. I think gameplay would be a good place to end so let's just kind of talk about visually about the game you know the music the sound I, I used to kind of split this up but I find just kind of talk about the aesthetic as a whole is a lot more easy to talk like to have a conversation about mm-hmm. versus focusing on just one aspect of its aesthetic. Um, the composer for this game is Gustavo hold on I'm gonna double check Gustavo Gustavo. Uh, Santialo, I I, I'm butchering his name but he did a fantastic job on this soundtrack He, one of the things I like is that he chose a very bizarre instrument and he has a very empty sound to his soundtrack he's not trying to fill it with this big brass or you know, this big orce- orchestral sound or this hard rock sound it has a very kind of like empty world, melancholic feel for mm-hmm. lack of a better term it doesn't even have to be about the music. What did you guys? What's your guys' opinions on the overall aesthetic, like visuals, uh, the the music, like everything?
0: Oh no! Anytime I hear guitar strings or like stringed in- instruments, if it's just like a single like chord or whatever, I just think about The Last of Us. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like just uh, simple, clean. It feels like literally like if I'm sitting in a room, just open a window and like play the guitar. I'm just that is the aesthetic. Like that's all you need: it's empty room. And I think that um, fits
2: the overall aesthetic of the of the game in general. I think it all comes together very
0: nicely. It's simple, like it's mm-hmm. like you said. It's not trying to fill a room with all types of. I'm losing my train of thought here. You get know no, what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah.
1: It's 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 already like nine o'clock. It's late. Well, it's sorry. It's like eight o'clock for you. It's a late night. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, um, one thing I really like in terms of visual aesthetic is how they designed the world because one of the inspirations for that I that I saw in their documentaries they were talking about how they try to make the world feel accurate to what would happen if humanity just stopped mm-hmm. what if what if humanity could not continue to push nature back to so that we can maintain our excuse me our current society right so they talked about there's a documentary called the world without us that they referenced for this mm. And they were talking about how if, the, if people stopped pumping water out of the subway in New York, New York would be flooded in, like, two or three days. Like, that's how fast it would happen. And so what they would do is they would talk about, like, okay, so or they would speculate, okay, we, there's going to be a lot more water in cities because now we're not pumping it out. Like, everything's kind of all coagulating here. So things are going to burst, and you're going to have water where it didn't used to be. Well, now this water is just sitting there stagnant right and now it's going to create little tiny ecosystems within these little puddles and these little ponds that show up and there's going to be new life that forms out of it and that's also why you see trees sprouting up around it and they talk about how just that simple fact of water being introduced more into this urban landscape is good because now they're not human humans aren't pumping it out of there anymore it just decays everything and you know the water will break down the concrete eventually and cause everything to you know uh, i keep using the same word but decay and break down so i just i thought they put so much care and attention not just into the visuals of it but their specific design the of those visuals yeah. exactly
2: 100 mm-hmm. percent. i mean i think they definitely stuck to the aesthetic all the way through and i think that 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 just tells again how how good the game is I never really I think they it was very well rounded, in my opinion.
0: They thought about I everything.
2: Agree. Yes.
1: <laughs> is there I mean, I'm always bad at talking about overall aesthetic, but is there anything that you guys want to say about the aesthetic music or whatnot that we haven't said already?
2: I don't think so. I think that I think that it's meant to be melancholy and I think that they, they do that very well. I think that you definitely definitely feel the emotions through the visuals and the audio that you're supposed to be feeling while you play the game.
1: All right. So I don't really have much else to say about this game. I just kind of want to wrap it up by saying final thoughts. Like, what, how, how would you try to sell this game to someone who has not played it before? I can assume all of us would suggest to play it. So I think that's a silly question to ask. So I think instead we should I should ask, what would you do to try to get someone to play this game that has not played it before?
2: Make sure you're in a healthy mental state.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely. You're not wrong. Yeah, I would add
0: to that too. Like, hey, yeah, make sure you're in a good spot. But also, like, if you love a good movie, narrative based, you love to read, this is your chance to play a game, that or play a what's the word I'm looking or way I'm trying to describe it? Navigate through a story. This is in its in its best form. I know it's going to become a TV show, HBO. But like. You won't be able to experience a story like this unless you play this game. Mm -hmm. Like this is something that you could, that you have to interact with to get the most out of it. And it's one of the best, like, yeah, it's just one of the best stories I've ever inget, like, ingested. There we, that's where I I consumed is ingested. You (laughs) ate it. You ate the story. (laughs) Um, (laughs) thanks. Um, it's not a podcast with us
2: without weird noises.
1: this is where you're just adjusting my listeners to your show so they can be ready for when they go over to (laughs) listen to you
2: and same for ours if you're listening on our on our end for sure definitely go (laughs) check him out thanks for having us
1: well thank you for joining me uh last thing i wanted to say about for me like kind of like the way i would sell it is that this game to me is very much the one of the best arguments for video games are high art uh, there that's always going to be a thing you know people especially because video games are still a relatively new medium there's not going there's there's always going to be no, i shouldn't say always for now there's going to be a lot of pushback as like oh video games are just for kids they're just you know it's not art i mean they're, they're it's art you can't deny it because it's especially using it's other fun. mediums but is it considered high art does it have the same prestige as film or paintings or you know music or something like that and it's getting there. It should be. It should have been there for a while, but it's not there in like the the cultural zeitgeist. In mainstream, still, yeah. Exactly. People still think of it as, oh, you're just wasting your time playing a game, or yeah. oh, this and that. <laughs> I mean, we and still until, so,
0: we still so, tell some of our friends and like other people we work with that are into games that like, hey. We have a gaming podcast, and they're like, "Oh, what you talking about?" I I feel like we've converted energy energy drinks and Doritos, like Call (laughs) of Duty, Fortnite. (laughs)
1: Exactly. That's what, and that's there's always going to be those stereotypes, and so you need games like Last of Us to break through that barrier to be like, "This is what games can be." And one of the examples I always like to give too is Journey from on the PS3, Mm -hmm. and you know later on to PS4, they. That game, I, I was mentioning before, my wife doesn't play games often. She played that game because, it's, you know, it's two hours, and it's such an emotional journey. Like I, I still can't get over the fact that I, the first time I played it, um, where you go through this whole game, this whole journey with a complete stranger that you never speak to, you can't communicate with. You have no idea who this person is. You don't even know their username until after you beat the game. And you don't even know if it's the same person. It could have swapped out players and you didn't see because it's not labeled. So you can go through this whole game and this whole journey and with this person and build this emotional connection to someone you've never spoken to. And you can't do that in a movie and you can't do that in music and you can't do that in a game. Like the only way you're going to build that emotional connection with someone afterwards is through speaking to them versus in a game, like you can share an experience without sharing a conversation. Right. You know? That's
2: a really good example.
1: And there there was a really cool it was like a it was a Reddit post or something like that where this guy no my it, it kind of reminded me of my wife's experience, but this no one messaged her afterwards. But this guy had his wife play Journey, and she also didn't play games. And the player who played with her was super patient. They didn't leave her side. They just kind of stuck with her, like showed her where all the different power ups were, and like let them play through the game. And then she got a, a message on the place on PlayStation through, to her PSN account saying, "Uh, it was a, it was a, it was like, it was an honor to walk, live, and die by your side and be reborn together, or something like that, because that's oh. the whole." story of the game like you can't have those experiences outside of games you know
2: yeah i think that really that accurately describes this game as well like i think that's a really good you know call out for anyone wanting to play it like in summary like yeah i mean it's a totally different experience than you would get in most other games
1: it's it's sad you're right like you have to be that that trigger warning is definitely needed for this yeah i would agree yeah but it you you don't get an experience like last of us through a tv show
2: yeah it's definitely worth it for sure i mean there's ups and downs for sure but especially like uh it's 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 a great game i think everyone should play as long as you're 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 doing okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> just no going in you're gonna have a it's gonna be a ride for yeah, yeah, sure. yeah
2: yeah well thank you but, so much i i really enjoyed being with you guys on here yeah
1: yes thank you for joining me for this episode uh that should do it for this episode. But where can the people find you online, and where can they find your podcast?
2: Yeah, so we are on pretty much all plat- podcast platforms, right, yep. Jerica? Yes. Um, I know a lot of people listen to us on Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, but yeah, pretty much anywhere you can listen, it's JK Games. Um, and then our Twitter and Instagram is where we're probably most active. Um, and that's at JK Games Podcast. Um, and we do live shows every once in a while we're trying to do them like every week or every other week um, but you will get notifications for that on our instagram um, but our twitch is at jk and just for the people listening on our end do you want to shout out some of your stuff before we go
1: uh yeah so you can find me on pretty much all uh podcasting platforms so i don't know if i'm on pandora but i'm on spotify apple Podcasts, google google podcasts um Places. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of all the others. Yeah, 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 uh, you yeah. can uh, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Still Loading Pod on all of them. You can reach out to me, stillloadingcontact at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, both my show and uh, Kayla and jerica's show, JK Games, go to Apple Podcasts or whichever podcasting app you use and give it a five star rating and review. That helps for exposure for the show. It helps Apple's algorithm to kind of push it out for more people to find it. Um, I have a Patreon. You can go to Patreon dot com slash Still Pod. Even just a dollar a month will help grow the show. Do you guys have a Patreon at all? Not yet. No. Okay. Well, I don't make any money off mine, so you're not missing out. <laughs> <that. laughs> I have actually. That's I have a friend who's very nice, and he gives me a dollar a month, and Aww. I will take I'll take that over nothing. But well, um. Yeah. Probably the most important shout-out I have is the Bit by Bit Foundation. The Bit by Bit Foundation is a non organization whose mission is to put video games and video game consoles in the hands of children receiving inpatient care at hospitals. Aww. If you want to check that out, go to their website, bitbybitfoundation.org, and consider donating.
2: That's awesome.
1: My friend started the charity. So really, uh, I actually should have him on the show. I should do an episode with him. Why haven't I done that yet? <laughs> I, should, I, 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 I shout them out every freaking episode, and I don't ever, like mention them. I don't ever have them on. I should do that. But anyway, that will do it for this episode of the Still Loading Podcast and the JK Games Podcast. Uh, Jericho, Kayla, thank you so much for joining me.
2: Yes, bye.
0: Yeah, thank bye. You.
1: And that will do it. I will see you all next time.